What's going on, guys? Michael here, Energy 360 Network. I'm excited to be bringing you another interview with the experts from EnergyNet. These guys do everything, buying and selling oil and gas, minerals, and, and really 31 other commodities, as you will learn on this interview. Me and Stuart Turley, who's the director and publisher of oilandgas360.com, sat down with Anastasia Rodemakers and Gus Rivero, who are both the strategic director and VP of government relations, respectively. And we had a fascinating conversation, sort of just covering all the things EnergyNet is doing, how they're sort of really primed, and specifically with technology, to sort of become the place for land and oil and gas deals. They already are, but even post-COVID, it's going to be crazy for them. And you're talking about all the different states they work with. And I don't want to spoil this anymore. So I'm going to go ahead and turn it over to Stu. Kick this one off. All right. Hey, guys. Uh, we are here today with the experts from EnergyNet. And today we have Gus and Anastasia and Michael. How are you guys today? Very good. Thank you for having us. Appreciate your time. I'm doing good. Excited, Stu. This will be a good interview for us. Oh, you bet. And so, uh, Gus, you were talking, you're from uh, Argentina. And uh, how did you get to Ener uh, EnergyNet? Uh, how in the world did you get there? That, that's a very good question. I mean, I, I uh, uh, you know, when I was 14, this is, sounds like it's going to be a long story. I'm 38 now. But when I was 14, I was in geography class. And, and my geography book had a little table of income per capita and I saw the US was the biggest one so I thought that's what I need to go so I saved every penny I made from 14 to, to, to I was 19 and I bought a airplane ticket and I, and I came to the US in 2001 and uh, a few years later I was hired to do some computer work at EnergyNet and love the crew they hired me to work on their technical service department and, and 14 years later I'm, I'm here working as uh, vice president of government resources. Boy, that sounds absolutely fantastic. Um, how did EnergyNet, since you have been there for so long, can you tell us about how EnergyNet got started and what changes you've seen since then? Yeah, it's been a long journey. Definitely the, the, the client's attitude has been the main change. You know, uh, just 2005, 2006, when I entered the picture, it wasn't as simple to convince somebody to offer their assets online and now it's it's a no-brainer and, and a big a big change has been the, the due diligence materials we used to scan everything every property required two three hours of scanning and now you know people just drag and drop their folders with all their files and and you have it in a minute but but yeah definitely the 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 people's attitude has changed and, and opened the doors for us and and, and now you know, I don't know anybody who doesn't want their their, their deal digitally marketed. Um, you bet. Uh, digital, it just really speeds everything up. But Anastasia, what kind of agencies uh, normally use the EnergyNet process and uh, how do you find new agencies? So our newest two agencies are actually the state of Alaska and the state of South Dakota. We just finished up a state of Alaska sale, which was very, very cool. And we also work with the Bureau of Land Management. We get to 
basically all of our territory in the lower 48, that's all us, we get to sell in every single state. And that is just absolutely fabulous, along with a few different other states, including the state of New Mexico, state of Colorado. There's actually, we work with a total of 11 different agencies. And so, you know, it's one of those things that, you know, if we can bring an agency in and help them, we think that our process can make their lives easier, their bidders' lives easier. So we really, really get excited about that. And you work with these agencies on an exclusive basis per se to sell all of the minerals or do you kind of engage with them on a individual sort of case by case basis? So it's a completely case by case basis. So we completely customize our process to work with each agency. We know that state agencies and federal agencies have problems because they have legislations they need to follow, regulations. We need to be able to adapt our process to work with them. Um, with the Bureau of Land Management, that is a uh, tough uh, organization to figure out all the re uh, regulations and everything else. So, uh, uh, Anastasia, as you take a look at all those, how does Ener uh, EnergyNet automate knowledge of all of those regulations for folks? So we have a wonderful transaction director who has written this wonderful document that has everything we need. So each individual BLM office has their own set of regulations within the BLM. So that adds another level to this. So if we're working with BLM Wyoming, they're going to have regulations than say BLM New Mexico. And she keeps forward, you know, us what to do and we do it. We are there to support her on that. Very good. Hey, Gus, in your uh, 14 years there, uh, what was the biggest lease sale and what was your most fun sale? So two questions. Uh, yeah, that, that's a good question. The biggest one definitely September 2018 with Hella sale for the BLM New Mexico that it totaled $970 million and was the biggest sale to date. And we set three records. That was the highest total for a BLM lease sale and the highest dollar per acre paid on a government lease sale that was $95,001. You don't want to be that guy that lost with a $95,000 deed. And then we had the biggest uh, amount paid for a single lease, which was uh, $102 million. And that was just for us, the culmination of a long process. We, mm -hmm. we started pursuing the BLM back in 2005. As you can imagine, uh, the BLM works of the uh, Mineral Leasing Act, which was written in, in, in 1920 and it had no mention of the, of the internet. So it, it, it was a long process just working with them, convincing them, hey, you know, there is a market out there. We can, we can push your parcels nationwide. You can increase your revenue. Uh, and it took a long time. And finally, in 2016, we got them on board and held a couple of sales. And, and in 2018, all the promises we made, they became true. It was a huge participation on the sale. It was a total success. And, and yeah, we were very proud of it. And, and definitely that was the most fun sale to watch too. You could see uh, companies bidding $65,000 per acre and then getting outbid and just getting outbid by $30,000 on a $65,000 bid. That was... Uh, that was something to behold. I mean, to this day, we still talk about it. Hopefully, we'll have one of those again soon when the market can, comes back. Well, with this, um, I don't know. I, I hate using the word unprecedented, but we might even call 2020 one of the weirdest years I've ever seen. Um, what do you see as the transactions increasing for EnergyNet and 
the the land uh, changing and is there more market coming for you? Definitely the, the lease buyers, you know, they're looking at, at, at these very long term. You know, these leases are five to 10 years. So everybody's very positive. And, and you know, when the rigs are put away, leases are getting lost. So they're not being drilled, they're not being being held. So uh, these companies know that, that they need to have that, that acreage inventory for whenever they're able to go back and drill uh, to, to be able to do just that. So uh, our sales have been have been very fairly successful, I would say. Uh, you know, last year the average price ended up being $64. And uh, today the oil price was $38, $39. It's just about 40% less. But when we hold a sale, uh, we, we don't see that, that heat on the price. I mean, we're, we're still getting about 80% of 2019 prices. So we know that that, that means our, our buyers are positive and, and, mm -hmm. and on the future of the oil and gas. And, and, and sort of along that note, you know, I, I, things have sort of been crazy. I, I'm glad you've been seeing a little work, but one of the things that I noticed is, you know, you guys are obviously called energy net, but you, you are a marketplace for other different types of commodities. What are some of the other, you know, biggest types of commodities you guys are seeing um, work around on your uh, platform? So we actually see a lot of land and ag leases. That is what has, we have been pursuing a lot lately along mm -hmm. with, we've been selling hard minerals, but we do also sell very unique commodities such as volcanic materials, fossils, gemstones. So wow. we're able to create that marketplace for pretty much anything. We have 31 commodities right now. That's wow. a, that's a pretty interest. That's a pretty big stack. I'll have to get the gemstones out of my uh, um, closet. I'll throw one at that. I think that's <laughs> awesome. Um, you know, you mentioned the, the current impact on what's going on in the market. How do you foresee you guys, Playing, you know, you know, obviously everyone, you know, the big terminology is unprecedented, but also change. Are you guys changing the way maybe you, is, is there something you guys are seeing that either change the way you're doing or a way that the marketplace is changing that you guys see yourself fitting in very well in? Well, definitely the people's attitude, if there was any holdover of, of, of thinking, hey, I don't want to do this big transaction online, uh, you know, those, those concerns have been, have yeah. been laid to rest. And, and I can tell you, when, when we had that big sale on, on, on 2018, the, the, a lot of the conversations we had were uh, people telling us, can your website take $100 million bids? And the answer is absolutely for the website, it's just a number. Uh, but, but, you know, through time, uh, people came to find out, you know, we sell properties from $100 to $250 million and, 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 and having to do everything online that, that, that solidified our claim. We, we're seeing a lot of of eight government agencies, which we knocked the door on the past, and they they were a little bit reluctant to look into moving their sales online, and now they have even their their buyer base. They're telling, them, "Hey, I don't want to go to this ballroom hotel to uh, at a hotel to, to 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 you know violate social distancing and be on this property. Put them online." So that has has uh, impacted our business, but on a positive manner. Mm -hmm. There are more and more agencies asking us to to bring in online. So. For us, the future looks great. I mean, we have to get through this. We will get through this, but uh, but yeah, our, our 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 reach of the market and the variety of commodities, we foresee that continue to grow. That's awesome. And what type of feedback are you guys getting from state and federal buyers? They they're enjoying this process, I assume. They do. They love this process. You know, you're able to bid from the comfort of your own home. As as Gus said, you know, you used to have to travel, you know, halfway across the U.S. through blizzards, what have you, and 
Now you can bid from your office, from your house, wherever you are. And I know that they love the accessibility of that. I, I think that's awesome. And, and yeah, no, I think, you know, bringing companies that were already in the digital space, much like yourself, I think are sort of primed to continue this change. Stu, I, I want to loop you back in because I know you had a couple more questions maybe about some of the business ROIs um, on that front. Oh, you bet. Um, on your leases, uh, Anastasia, you had said right there, uh, you don't have to travel. Uh, you don't have to go through these kind of things. So uh, the federal land management and I'm not sure Gus or Anastasia, but it'd be what kind of cost are you saving the people? I mean, there's got to be a huge cost by the uh, automation process. Uh, I don't even know how you put a number on that. Well, you know, the, the main cost is think about before you had to send your team uh, to a sale, basically you lose your day. And, and, and as you can imagine nowadays, time is the most precious thing we have. And, uh, yeah, I mean, the, the feedback is overwhelmingly positive. Of, of you're not, you know when your parcel is, come, is going to come uh, to auction, it's going to be at 2 o'clock or at 3 o'clock. You know it. You know it from a month before. So the, the impact that your team has to participate in the sale is minimum. And, and as you can imagine, if it costs less money to participate, then you have more money to bid. So, um, uh, yeah, overall, uh, the cost saving, I don't know, it'll be, it'll be down to, to each company, but, but we know that that uh, uh, that cost saving translates a more opportunity for them to, to and just the physical time I would say is that not it's it's also the the time value of money put in I think it's awesome so what's on what's next for EnergyNet as you guys are kind of moving in you know as you mentioned you're going you know you're moving to you, you have over thirty one different commodities are you guys pushing certain different segments moving on or what's you know what, what can we expect next from EnergyNet well that, that's a great question we are having a, a, a big influx of foreign governments just calling mm -hmm. us and telling us hey. We want to be on your website and and you know we, we live here and we love america and uh, but sometimes we don't realize that we are the golden standard so it's something we're doing other country wants to do it too so they see the federal government using energy net and they definitely uh want their offer and want the our investor sites want american investors to look at their assets so there is a big influence of those requests and so that's that's one avenue that we see will be changing in the future and another one is uh, just continue expansion across commodities. We we figured out that the way we do our marketing, we do our research, figuring out the players, contacting them, creating that competition. That's that's universal. It is not just pegged to the oil and gas industry. We we make slight changes, but universally is is a process that is very effective and we can apply. So uh, uh, you know, like it happened here with agricultural leases, uh, uh, everything is stopping. Business are are not moving, but we still need to go buy groceries. Farmers needed land, so we brought in uh, the agricultural lease sale from the state of North Dakota, and now we're we're talking to about five, six more states that want to do the same. So, so definitely yes, in, in, uh, grow in the in the international segment and and across commodities what the future holds for us. You know, guys, this was really fascinating, and uh, Gus and Anastasia, thank you very, very much for stopping by. Uh, it was just a real joy to, to talk to both of you, and uh, we will see on the next time that we hopefully can visit with you. And Michael, as always, thank you for your time as yeah. well. Hopefully the next time we have you on, you can come back with some better records. <laughs> Sounds good. We'll try. Yeah. Yeah, Hi, boss. Awesome. Thank you, guys. Thanks thank so. you.